Amen. Hey, take your Bible. Let's go to Revelation 22. We've been preaching for several weeks through these last two chapters of the Word of God. And so today we come to this invitation passage, what I call dual invitations in Revelation 22 and verse 17. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to read and ask you to read aloud this one verse as our text this day in a message entitled, as I said, dual invitations. Revelation 22. Join me now as we read aloud verse 17. The Spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. Come. Come. It's the word erkamai. To leave a point and simply go to another. To come. The Spirit and the bride say come. One who hears, come. If you're thirsty, come. Let whosoever will, come. Father, I pray today that you'd speak a good word into our heart, set our soul afire with the gospel for a lost world that needs it. And for one in this room or watching online or television, radio, that have never come to Christ, I pray they'd come today. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you and be seated. Well, we receive them all the time. They come in the mail. Uh, you open them up and it's an invite. It's an invitation. Uh, save the date, getting married this particular time. And you write it down, put it in your phone. Invitation, coming to a wedding. Or I'm about to graduate here in about Nine months, you'll begin to get those uh, from people you never met before. And, and you'll get those invites, come to graduation, and uh, we're, we're having that. Some people on their golden anniversary or another uh, send you an invite, maybe by text or phone call or through a family member, and then every now and then you'll get this uh, surprise invitation. Shh, don't tell. Because the people we're doing it for, they don't know. Rarely in a Baptist church does that hold. It slips through. But the invite comes. Weddings, graduations, parties, anniversaries of all kinds. Well, in this text today, there are two invitations. One invitation is made to the Lord Himself. The second invitation is made to the lost of the world. In this text, we see both of these, and I want us to look at them for a moment together. Give an invitation. If you're here across that balcony, you've never trusted Christ, I'm praying that you would come today and say yes to the Lord. If you're watching on television or listening on radio, maybe you're online with us, I, I pray that you'll come to Christ today. Then let me know it, and I'll give you a number you can text and, and tell me of that. If you're on the ground floor and you've never said yes to Christ, or in these wings today, you come. You come and say yes unto Christ. The first appeal is an invitation to the Lord Himself. Look, look at it right here in verse seven, 17. The Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, and the bride say come. Who are they speaking to? 
I always have had trouble with this text until uh, several days ago as I began to look at it. I thought, they're speaking to the Lord Himself. He said in verse 7, behold, I'm coming quickly. He said again in verse 12, behold, I'm coming quickly. The Spirit and the bride are saying unto the Lord, come, come. Even so come Lord Jesus. That's what John finishes the book with when you look down in verse number 20 of the 22nd uh, chapter. You say, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Whenever we go through days like we're going through now, it gets a little hard. You look back at Katrina been the same way. 9-11, 20 years. Coming at us, I heard it then, and this year I have heard it over and over and over. People come to me and they say it in different ways. Say, Pastor, Gabriel must be licking his lips. Oh, it seems to me the Lord's about to come. It can't be much longer what we're going through. Oh, my. I hear it over and over. It must be time. But most of the time there is a tenor within that voice that's a little frightened. Do you want him to come? Are you ready for him to come? You you ought to pray this prayer right here. Even so... Come, Lord Jesus. Why don't we ask him to come? I'll tell you why we don't ask him. Oftentimes we don't feel like we're ready for him to come. I'm telling you, if you want him to come, be ready. If you want him to come, be watching. Be longing, longing, and be working and witnessing. For let me tell you when he's going to come. Here's when Jesus is coming, when the last person that's names written in the Lamb's book of life for the foundation of the world, when that person gets saved, Jesus is stepping out on the clouds. When redemption is finished, Jesus is coming again. We ought to be working toward that. The Bible says until his name is preached into the four corners of the God, until all the world is heard, I will not come. But when the world hears and all that are going to respond do respond, he is indeed coming again. Last Sunday, I gave the invitation. Sweet young lady walked down this aisle and she came right to me. And she had in her hand one of my cards. She said, I want to meet your wife. And I said, well, she's not available. She's in the preschool, and I can't, it's, I can't get you to her just immediately. She said, I brought my friend. She said, your wife came in our place of business, and I was running the cash register, and she spoke to me about the Lord and gave me one of these cards and invited me to church. Liz was working. She's inviting. And that girl came, and she brought a friend that got saved last Sunday. She brought her friend with her. And that girl said yes to Jesus right over here in the ER. She went right in there and said yes. That's the encourager room if you don't know what that is. So uh, we're not doing surgery over here in a physical sense, but we are in a spiritual way. And she came and said yes to God. Dear friend, you should be at work. 
And when you work for the gospel, you are making an appeal. Even so, come, 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 Lord Jesus. I have some people say, well, I wish the Lord had come today. Why? Because I'm facing something real hard tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the coming of Christ is not a bailout plan, mind you. It's a glory plan. And you ought to be ready and working, witnessing, looking and longing for him to come. Even so, come. Lord Jesus. It's the first of this text is an appeal to the Lord, but the second half of this verse is an appeal to the lost. Let the one who's thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost. Implied there is that word come. He makes the appeal to two people. First to the thirsty, those whose souls are parched in lostness and they've not seen anything hot yet if they don't come to Christ but they're parched and they're they're longing for something that would slake their thirst and satisfy their soul when you go to John's gospel chapter 4 Jesus is coming to Samaria, and he's met a woman at the well. We call her the woman at the well, or the Samaritan woman. And she's talking to him about the water, and Jesus is asking for a drink. And uh, we come down to chapter 4 and verse 13, and Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water, this water that you're giving, they'll thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give to him shall never thirst but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. Hear me, friend. When, when the thirsty come to Christ and say yes to him, number one, you never thirst again. You're satisfied for eternity. And number two, you never die because you've received eternal life. Oh, yes, your outer body is going to be cast away, and we call that physical death. But eternal death is never yours because eternal life is yours. The water of life. To the thirsty, come and drink. And then he says to the willing, to the willing, that whosoever wills or wishes, fellow is the word there in the Greek New Testament, which means to appeal uh, or to say whoever uh, can come, can come, who's willing. It speaks of the will uh, of man. If you're willing to come and drink of the water of life, you can take it. He doesn't say whosoever can. No, 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 no. He says whosoever will. He doesn't say whoever is able. You're not able. I'm not able. But whoever is willing. If you're willing to be saved today, you can be saved today. If you're willing for God to give you a new heart, he'll give you a new heart. If you're willing to believe, I'm telling you, God will put faith in your heart. If you're willing to obey, God will give you grace. Whosoever will, let him come. So I brought the page out of a sermon book. This sermon was preached on the 15th day of October in the year 1859. The greatest Baptist preacher the world's ever seen preached this sermon. His name is Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Spurgeon is just a kid preacher. God grew him up. And he touched the world. He's a Calvinist. Strict predestinarian. But he's preaching on this text today. He says in his sermon, he's a strict Calvinist. But in this text, this is one of those tensions 
of the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. They don't contradict each other. They're two railroad ribbons. The train of eternity runs on them. And in this text, listen to the old preacher, Spurgeon. He said, I don't want to talk to you in mass today. Let me send an arrow to every individual in the room. <laughs> Are you willing now to be saved? Are you willing to forsake your sin? Gray-haired man, give your reply. Let the fair-haired boy answer also an answer now. Are you willing to take Christ as your master from this day forth? Are you willing to be washed in his blood? Are you willing to be clothed in his righteousness? Are you willing to be made happy? Are you willing to escape from hell? Are you willing to enter heaven? Strange as it may seem necessary to ask that question, it still is. Are you willing? Remember that whatever may be against you, whatever you may have, whatever may have defiled you, however black, however filthy, however worthless you may be, you're invited this day to take the fountain of the water of life freely, for you are willing. And the Bible text says, whosoever will, let him come. Ah, one says, God knows I'm willing, but still I don't think I'm worthy. No, you're not worthy, Spurgeon says, but what's that got to do with it? It doesn't say whoever is worthy. It says whosoever will. It said, well, says one, I believe that whosoever will may come, but not me, for I'm the vilest sinner this side of hell. And Spurgeon says, and only he could say it, hark, dear sinner. It says whosoever, and that's a big word. There's no standard height here. It's, is there a height or any size? No, it's little sinners, big sinners, black sinners, fair sinners, sinners that are double-dyed, old sinners, aggravated sinners, sinners who have committed every crime in the whole catalog. Whosoever, Amen. let him come. Whosoever. Let him come. Jesus spoke of this in John 6 about the water of life when he said this in John 6, 35. But Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life, and he who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Yet all the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I certainly will not cast him out. Friend, if you will come, if you're willing to come today, Jesus will receive you. If you're willing to take of the water, come and drink. Come and drink. This water leave you thirsty again. But the water of life, never thirst again whosoever will that's the appeal let him come from the top row to the bottom 
Let him come. Let him come. How about you today? Have you ever come to Christ? You say, well, preacher, I, I, I would come, but I'm not too big on coming public. Have you ever noticed that we do a lot of other things public? We had a wedding here yesterday over in the other building, but sometimes I do a wedding in here. If I do, I walk out that door, come down the steps, I come and I stand right here, and there's a boy stands right there, and no one in the room gives two hoots about him. There's only one person in the room even loves him. That's his mama sitting right here on the front row. But in a moment, they'll start a big song, and everybody stands up and turns their back on this dude and looks yonder to the door, and here she comes. Every eye right to the front. And I begin by calling their names. They want me to state their names. They're going public with this. They want the world to know. Dear friend, if you want the world to know that you've given your life to one in marriage, how much more should you want the world to know you've given your life to Jesus for eternity? Amen. Let whosoever will come. Then in 10 months we'll have graduation. And all the caps and gowns will line up. And the principal will stand there and try to pronounce names he's never seen before. And she'll turn it upside down and say, I don't know. They'll practice. You get that name wrong and Mamba's going to come talk to you. But they want you to say it right. And they want you to say it out loud. And they want you to say it in public. That you come, you've graduated from high school. You've completed the, the degree program from the college. And you go public. Friend, if you want that announced, how much more would you not want your name announced that you've joined your heart to Jesus for eternity? You say, well, I'm just a little embarrassed. No, no, no. It's the most wonderful decision you ever make in all of your life. And you ought to go public. Whosoever will, let him erkomai. Come from one point to the next. But let me say, I know it's hard because we sit in these pews and we grab this cap rail and the Holy Ghost can't even pry you off of it. You hold on. Some people are going to get the glory and your fingerprints are still going to be on the church pew. He said, I'm not going today. Whosoever will, let him let loose and go. And come. Now I want to say a word right here. And it's a good day to say it because uh, it's not a big crowd. You can help others understand. One of the most important, if not the most important thing we do in this room is what we're going to do in just a moment. And that's when John comes to that keyboard and begins to sing, and I make an appeal for people to come. It's called a gospel invitation. 
It is not a time for you to jump up and run out the door and beat the Methodists to the restaurant. This is not a time for you to say, well, I'm going to get out of the parking lot because there's a big crowd here. This is not the time to gather up your clothes and books. You're a part of the invitation. You pray that they would come. You ask God to move them to come. I've been your pastor now for 30 years. Brother Jerry that I asked pray in the first service was 17 years. And before him, Brother Russo was 17. Jeff Russo gave me an illustration about the invitation I bet I've told a thousand preachers. We stood out here in the foyer one day and he, he was in his wheelchair. I came by, Pastor. He motioned me over and I came and he said, Pastor, I don't understand. Why would anyone try to disturb when we give a gospel invitation and he said these words to me he said anyone who would disturb a gospel invitation is worse than a man who would walk into a surgical unit and bump the elbow of a heart surgeon doing open heart surgery and I thought to myself that's right. You see, friend, when the Spirit of God begins to speak in a meeting and, and people are standing in the balance and they are saying, I'm willing or not willing, you need to be praying the Spirit of God woo them and draw them and make that to be an atmosphere of welcome. For if I ask the church to invite sinners to come and 40 people go that way, it sure doesn't look like it's very important to the folks sitting in here. You're part of the appeal. And you can make it warm or make it cold. He that's thirsty, let him come. He that is willing, let him come unto Christ. I've shared it with you scores and scores and scores of times, but it's my story. Seven rows back, 10-year-old boy, holding on to the rail. They gave the appeal. I sense the Spirit of God woo me. Now I walk forward, gave my heart to Christ. Sixteen people came behind me. Seventeen of us got saved that day. I was glad I was first. The devil's never been able to say to me, you just went because somebody else did. Fast forward seven years. Oh, Lord. I'm standing in the back. The call to preach is heavy on my heart. I know it to be the will of God. I know it to be the mind of God. I know what God's called me to do. And I said, no. God says, whosoever will, let him come. 
And I slipped off that back row and came and knelt down and I said, Lord, I give up. I surrender. You, you want to know something? When you come and, and say yes to God's invitation, whatever it is in your life, 99% of the folks in here are going to shout with you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to say, Amen. And the 1% that won't are lost and on the road to hell anyhow. You need to pray they get saved. But you see, the church will rejoice with you. You don't have to be fearful. You come and say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and your way. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears, come. Let the one that is thirsty, come. Let whosoever will, come. When we sing this song, from all across that balcony, come. Down these side seats, you come. From the back wall to the front pew, you come. I've heard him when I was just a seminary kid, Dr. Criswell, First Dallas. He'd say it this way every time. A whole family come. A couple come. Or one somebody you. That's his phrase. O.S. Hawkins is writing a book right now about his life and he's entitled it, One Somebody You. Or just one somebody you. You come. Jesus died for you. And he says, whosoever will, let him come. You come today and say yes to Christ. Maybe you come to join the church. Amen. Maybe you come for the call to preach. Amen. Maybe you come to obedience. But as God calls, you come. Stand with me all over this room. Father, as these people stand, O Spirit of the living God, come, draw us, save us, bring us into obedient walk, I pray. O God, have your way. Do what only you can do now. And bring one somebody, a family, a couple, down these aisles today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.